It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week for show number 79, for the week of July 10th, 2014, we have all kinds of summer fun, because with summer on the horizon comes many different projects, whether that's building a deck, working out in your garage, working in the garden, and more. And who better to help us with many of those home improvement projects than Al Borland? Yes, Richard Karn is going to be stopping in here at the show, and Richard is going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things, from his career, his films, his television, and also playing the infamous Al Borland on Home Improvement with Tim Allen. And Richard's going to stop in and share all these fun stories and what he's doing now and maybe give you some tips on some home improvement for your own home. In addition, we have the D-Team back. That's right, no show would be complete without the D-Team here. And we have a chock-full team here for you this week because you have questions, he has answers. And Aaron's going to dip his hand in that virtual mailbag and answer all your questions And I want to know. We also have Lexi, our D-Team member from Down Under, who's going to stop in with the Hollywood Walk. And she's going to give you a little bit more about our very special guest here this week, Richard Karn. And let's not forget our newest D-Team member, Nathan, as he's going to be stopping by with This Week in Disney History. We also have Jason. Yes, Jason is down there in the vault getting ready to bring you a Blu-ray and DVD to add to your collection. We have all kinds of fun on the horizon, tons of news hot off the D-wire from the parks, the apps, movies, television shows, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and more. So all kinds of news on the horizon and all kinds of fun. We are in the thick of summer, summer projects on the horizon, so get on out there, finish that deck, get ready, and we're going to kick back and officially kick off show number 79 for the week of July 10th, 2014. I'll be right back, all VD heads. Hopefully I don't blow anything up. Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Well, working with Tim was was like um, sitting at the kids' table at Thanksgiving every day. Well, I can do this because it's the end of the show. 
I am a thespian trapped in a man's body. I'm comfortable with that. It has been everything, hysterical, uh, fun, a little challenging. It was fun and exhausting and, and inspiring. I've spent more than half of my life here, so it's going to be definitely a change. Well, it was a lot of fun, even though I can't remember one funny thing that happened. But I'm going to miss it. What I'm going to miss most about home improvement is the laughing. The everyday guarantee of laughing. Richard Carr! The routine of it. It's like all of a sudden you're out of school and, you, and it's fall and you know, I should be doing something. What is it I'm supposed to... Oh yeah, working. Playing Wilson is Earl Hindman. The camaraderie, the relationship with me and Tim, and the whole cast. It's like having this one huge family that you go and you see every day. Zachary, Ty, Brian. I'm going to miss uh, the cast because we, we really do get along like a family. Jill is Patricia Richardson. That was really fun. I left all the time. And playing Tim. Tim Allen. I'm going to miss the family and crew here at Home Improvement, backstage with my best friends.
You know you can do it with your colossal hands. So don't let fix it, Felix, in that building stand. I reckon, I reckon, I fix it, I fix it. Fix it, fix it, Felix, as fast as you can. Use the magic hammer you got from your old man. Hi, this is Richard Karn, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Kari only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, all of you D-heads, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 79 for the week of July 10th, 2014 for this week's show. And this week, as we are getting ready for home improvements, playing Family Feud, and having all kinds of fun, yes, we are gearing up for the one and only Richard Karn to be stopping in here very shortly. Yes, you know Richard from Family Feud and also as the infamous Al Borland from Home Improvement. And as we're gearing up for Richard to stop in here, we have all kinds of fun as we officially kick off the show here this week. Now, before I jump into news hot off the D-Wire, I do want to mention all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, all past 79 shows, as well as our Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can listen to over 300-plus television shows, movies, and more right there on our website, and that's at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue. And remember, you can always subscribe to our latest shows right there on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device to listen to every single week. So all of you D-heads, with that said, as we're kicking off the show here this week, let's jump right into news hot off the D-wire. And how about Disney making a live-action Dumbo movie? That is correct. In all the things of live-action coming from Disney's animated classics, Disney movie Dumbo is now to be remade into a live-action film by Walt Disney Studios. Now, the script is being penned by Transformers franchise writer Aaron Kruger, while Justin Springer of Tron Legacy, as well as Oblivion, is producing the script. Now, this adaption of the 1941 film of Dumbo the Flying Elephant is going to follow other successful live-action films from Disney, including Maleficent and Alice in Wonderland. Now, the studio has also action versions of Cinderella coming out, as well as Jungle Book and Beauty and the Beast currently in the works. Now, in May, Disney announced limited Blu-ray and DVD editions of many of its classic family movies, as well with artwork inspired by their villains. Now, moving right along here, let's get to the small screen, and how about Gina Davis? That is a name that you haven't heard in quite some time. And how about Gina Davis turning Disney princess on Doc McStuffins? Yes, Doc McStuffins, the great show where we actually had Laura Jo Miller on a past show here on Disney On Demand, where she plays the voice of Lammy on the show. But once upon a time, 
Oscar winner and feminist supreme Gina Davis, unhappy with the gender of inequality in preschool programming, so unhappy that she established the Gina Davis Institute of Gender in Media, an organization that works within the entertainment industry to improve gender balance and reduce female stereotyping. So now she is playing a Disney princess. Yes, this one kicks butt, as they're putting it. On July 11th, tomorrow, Davis is going to voice the role of Perry, an adventurous princess doll, on Disney Channel's hit Doc McStuffins at 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. As they have put it, Perry is a wonderful and non-traditional princess who is trapped in a tower but rescues herself, says Gina Davis. There is a night doll trying to save her, and they end up having a contest to see who can do the nightly things better. And finally... He has to concede that princesses can do anything that knights can do. Now, Doc McStuffins is about an African-American girl who wants to become a doctor, and it's a game-changer, notes Davis, who is taking on her equality message through the networks. Disney, as she says, has been far more interested and responsive in many of the programs that she wants to have. So now you can look for it right now, Doc McStuffins, tomorrow with Gina Davis on July 11th at 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Now, moving right along here, let's get back to the big screen, and how about Star Wars? Yes, everybody loves Disney and Star Wars, how they have taken over that franchise. And how about StarWars.com relaunching as Disney grows its Star Wars franchise? Yes, Disney now has officially relaunched StarWars.com as the company anticipates interest on all things Star Wars since greenlighting new movies, TV shows, and pursuing all new merchandising opportunities. Disney Interactive said that the site is designed for the next generation of Star Wars fans, and it's meant to be the first source for the next films, TV shows, video games, and sci-fi franchise. That includes breaking news, something for which Lucasfilm had already been using StarWars.com for, with announcing official director, hires, casts, and film. Now, the new site is designed to work on all platforms, including with behind-the-scenes looks of making of Chopper, a droid featured in the upcoming animated series Star Wars Rebels, which is going to be on Disney XD coming up this fall. Now, they're going to have additional special features and experiences that are going to be unlocked with a Disney ID, given that Star StarWars.com is now part of the Disney Network. Now, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, many fans were very upset when StarWars.com got pulled down. Well, now it is full-fledged and going once again. Now, continuing on with the Disney Channel, let's get back to that. And how about an all-new Disney Channel original movie in the works? Yes, next year, Disney Channel is slated to premiere Bad Hair Day. It was announced this week, and it's an all-new original movie starring Laura Morano from Austin and Alley and Lee Allen Baker from Good Luck Charlie. Now, Bad Hair Day is going to center on a high school tech whiz who faces many obstacles in her quest to become prom queen, including uncontrollable hair and a ruined prom dress. Now, Kristen Campbell from Neighbor is going to star alongside Morano and Baker, who is also serving as executive producer. Now, the comedy adventure is being produced by Muse Entertainment, and under the direction of Eric Canyon, who's done Bond Cop and Bad Cop, Bad Hair Day will be filmed in Montreal, Canada. Now, additional executive producers include Joel Rice, Don Wolfram, and Michael Pruprice. Now, this is going to be another one of those Disney Original Channel movies that is going to expand you know, pretty much the careers and everybody else that is always involved in Disney Channel shows. Now, since we are talking about Disney Channel shows and all those kind of things, let's talk about I Didn't Do It. And yes, the hit Disney Channel show is renewed for a second season. Yes, Disney Channel has ordered an official second season for the single camera comedy, I Didn't Do It, starring the popular actress and recording artist Olivia Holt from Disney XD's Kickin' It. Austin North, Piper Cruda, Peyton Clark, and Sarah Gilman. Now, the series premiered in January, and to date is Disney Channel's number one series among tweens ages 9 to 14, and it ranks among many of the network's top five series with both kids ages 2 to 11, 
and ages 6 to 11. Now, new episodes of I Didn't Do It premiere on Sundays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Disney Channel. Now, each episode begins with the close-up knit group of five teenagers in the midst of a wild occurrence. Something incredible, something comical, something absurd, as it tries to put them into a trying to explain the array of craziness that had just happened. Now, through a series of flashbacks, they recount various and sometimes random moments leading up to the present predicament. Now, speaking of the Disney Channel, you cannot forget that the second episode of Girl Meets World airs this Friday at 8.30 p.m. on July 11th. I know I am excited to see something beyond just that first episode. Girl Meets World is definitely a fantastic show. Now, since we're on the Disney Channel, let's stay within the Disney television market. And how about Disney Junior and Super Nanny Joe Frost guest starring on Jake and the Neverland Pirates? You know, if you are a parent of a young little boy like I am, you know all about Jake and the Neverland Pirates, even those little pirate princesses out there. Well, she's hooked, as they put it, as Joe Frost is going to dig back into her super nanny bag of tricks when she lends her voice on Friday, July 18th to the episode of Disney Channel, Jake and the Neverland Pirates at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. Now, her role, Nanny Nell, the no-nonsense governess who took care of the villainous, Captain Hook, when he was just a wee little lad. As she has put it, I am suddenly the coolest auntie in the world. In fact, I achieve the unprecedented level of cool, says Frost. My little niece, Isabella, is a huge fan of Jake and the Neverland Pirates, and she is beside herself that I am playing Captain Hook's nanny, and I have officially arrived. Now, Frost had never done any voiceover work prior to this, but hopes it is only the beginning. I had the most fun ever in a way that I've never done, and I've come full circle. From my earliest days as a professional nanny, I was extremely animated, really kind of out there, and now telling stories to children, doing voiceover work, and with Jake and the Neverland Pirates, the people at Disney are telling me that they even let me sing a little opera. It doesn't get any better than this. And you can tune in to Joe Frost on Jake and the Neverland Pirates on July 18th. Now, moving right along here, let's get back to movies here. And how about digital movies and digital downloads? And how about Disney resuming sales of its movies on iTunes in Japan? Yes, earlier this week, Walt Disney Company released that they had halted many movies in its iTunes in Japan. Now, Disney said in a statement Wednesday that the transactions had resumed after saying on its Japanese website Tuesday that sales through iTunes, including Frozen and Thor Dark World, had stopped while rentals of existing titles continued. We deeply apologize for our customers in this enormous inconvenience, Disney said in a Wednesday statement. The two companies had close ties in the past, as Disney Chief Executive Officer Bob Iger had been a board member at Apple since 2011. When the video was first added to iTunes, the entertainment company was the first major studio to sign on. Now, in addition to the film studios, Disney Japan businesses include retail stores and mobile phone businesses that sell branded services and licenses content to games and wireless carriers. Now, the company had 46 outlets in Japan, according to its 2013 report. But now Disney is resuming sales of all new movies on iTunes in Japan. Now moving right along from television, movies, and all those things with Disney, and how about Disney World open booking for the 2014 Candlelight Processional Dining Packages? Yes, on July 8th, Walt Disney World released a partial list of celebrity narrators for the Epcot Candlelight Processional, part of the theme park's holidays around the world, and open booking for the Candlelight Processional Dining Packages. Booking of these dining opportunities, which offers guaranteed seating at any of the day's performances, begin this week. In its announcement, the Disney Parks block confirmed 
confirmed that the Epcot Candlelight Processional begins on November 28th, the night after Thanksgiving, and runs through December 30th. Now, the Candlelight Processional is a retelling of the Christmas story. Each performance, there are generally three each night, features a celebrity narrator who is accompanied by a 50-piece orchestra and mass choir. Now, Walt Disney World released a partial list of these narrators for this year and reveals a mix of both Candlelight favorites and new voices. You're going to have Jody Benson, Whoopi Goldberg, and Marley Matlin will return this year, while Sharon Stone, Anya Gaster will make their debuts. No word yet as to whether familiar faces like Neil Patrick Harris or Edwards James Almost will return, but the Candlelight Processional's celebrity schedule is not yet complete and is subject to change. Now, while the Candlelight Processional is free with Epcot theme park admission, it is a very popular event and lines for performances can form many hours in advance. Now, the Candlelight Processional dining package provides guests with the means to combine their dinner with the show and guaranteeing a seat at one of the performances. Now, the Candlelight dining packages are available on select days for lunch and dinner, and the packages feature a meal at one of the participating Epcot restaurants, a guaranteed seat at the processional, and many different things are included. Now, prices for the Candlelight dining packages start at $35 for lunch and $50 for dinner for adults, with packages prices varying and times. Now, you can check out the availability on many different Disney websites, as well as calling 407 WDW Dine or many other places. Now moving right along, let's get out of the parks and let's get into something for a good cause. And how about Disney's planes and helicopter flight school fly in formation to raise money for wildland firefighters? Yes, two wildland firefighter foundation benefits are going to be taking place this July to benefit wildland firefighters nationally. Now the benefits are private screenings of the new Disney movie Planes, Fire and Rescue. Now the first is going to take place on July 20th at 6.30 p.m. at Harkins Theater in Arizona. And the second benefit is going to take place on July 27th at 6.30 p.m in Arizona as well. Now both events are sponsored by the Guidance Aviation of Prescott, Arizona. Now the Guidance has purchased over 299 tickets at the Prescott Valley Benefit and 148 tickets at the Sedona Benefit. Now the Disney movie Planes Fire and Rescue focuses on the wildland firefighting community. Now the support groups, spouses and partners of wildland firefighters have partnered with Disney and the movie theaters around the country to help with private showings to raise money and awareness. Now Diane Travis has stated as a wife of a career wildland firefighter, I believe in the Wildland Firefighting Foundation and what it does for families of fallen and injured firefighters across the country. I don't think of any better way to support the foundation by having these two come together and raise awareness and benefits. If you are in the Arizona area, you can definitely attend this and all the proceeds do go to the Wildland Firefighter Foundation. Now moving right along in Disney news, let's get to something that's a little more of uh, Marvel and music. Yes, Hollywood Records and Marvel are set to release Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Deluxe soundtrack. Yes, and also Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Volume 1 and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy digital score soundtrack. Yes, Hollywood Records and Marvel are set to release three albums from Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy on July 29th, 2014. The Guardians of the Galaxy deluxe soundtrack features classic songs from the 1970s from the film, plus score by composer Tyler Bates, who has also scored Watchmen, Slither, and Dawn of the Dead. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Volume 1 is a collection of 12 songs including Blue Swedes, Hooked on a Feelin', I'm Not in Love by 10CC, and Redbones, Come and Get Your Love. Now, the film opens in theaters August 1st, 2014. Now, music plays a major role in Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, as the 1970 songs featured in the film are part of the storyline in a very unique way. Explaining how the songs come to play in the story, director James Gunn says, is one of the main story points of the movie. Now, as they put it, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which first appeared in comic books in 
Marvel Superheroes issue number 18 in January of 1969 stars Chris Pratt, Zoe Salata, Dave Bautista, and featuring Vin Diesel as Groot. There's a variety of people involved with this, but there is a ton of things. Like I said, there's Awesome Mixtape Volume 1 and the Deluxe Soundtrack, and this is going to be available on July 29th, and I am just excited to see this film. I think it's going to be fantastic, and I really do want to see how the music is playing a very important role in the film. And one more thing, all of you D-heads. We have many things on the horizon. We have D-team members stopping in here. But before I release you, uh, you know, to the D-team, I have one more thing of news here. And how about Disney Publishing Worldwide announcing a novel based on the Disney Channel original movie Descendants to be written by Melissa Dela Cruz. Yes, Disney Publishing Worldwide announced the acquisition of a new book based on the upcoming Disney Channel original movie Descendants featuring the teenage children of Disney's most infamous villains to be written by the best-selling author Melissa Dela Cruz, who wrote The Witches of the East End and Blue Bloods. Now, the book Isle of the Lost is going to be a prequel to the story told in the film that will premiere in the Disney Channel in 2015. Legend has it that long ago, the most infamous villains were imprisoned on the Isle of the Lost, cut off from the rest of the world as punishment for their misdeeds. In this dark and dreary place, the likes of Maleficent, Jafar, Cruel Deville, and the Evil Queen reside the evil reigns supreme. Now, as they put it, Mal, Evie, Jay, and Carlos are their descendants, the teenage sons and daughters of the most villainous characters as they come of age on Isle of the Lost. Now, Disney Publishing Worldwide and SVP Group Publisher have joined forces with Disney Channel to conceive a prequel novel that will act as a lead-in to the movie. Now, they have appointed Dela Cruz to the project and tasked them with fleshing out the backstory for the book in association with the film's creative team. As she has stated, I am absolutely thrilled and honored to have been chosen for this fantastic project to once again be working with Disney Publishing, who I have had a wonderful career and relationship with, and partnering with Disney Channel in an amazing way. I am very excited for this book to hit the shelves and for the prequel to be told. Now, Isle of the Lost, a Descendants prequel, is going to be released on May 5th, 2015, just months before the Descendants hits as well. If you want to find out more about this, you can visit DisneyChannelMediaNet.com. So with that said here, all VD heads, I'm going to release the reins to the D team and I'm going to let you go. You have questions, he has answers, and Aaron is going to answer all those questions and I want to know. We also have Nathan, our newest D team member, as he's going to bring you what's going on this week in Disney history. And we have many other things on the horizon as we gear up for home improvement, family feud star, and more. Richard Carn stopping in here at the show. I am excited because I grew up watching Home Improvement, so we're going to get ready. We're going to release the reins to the D-Team as we gear up for Richard to be stopping in here very shortly. I'll be back, all of you D-Heads, with more off the D-Wire and a very special announcement about something coming July 31st. Be right back, all of you D-Heads, and take it away, team. will cheer when they see my face and the voice keeps saying this is where I'm meant to be I will find my way I can go the distance I'll be there someday if I can be strong I know every mile will be worth my while I would go Anywhere to feel like I belong 
promised a wood-sniffing demonstration by our own, Al Dare to be Dull Borland. <laughs> Blindfold in place, Al? Yes, it is, Tim. Okay, step into position there. Ready? Yes. Aim, fire! <laughs> <laughs> Just check in if you're breathing, Al. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> As you can see, I've got our three samples of wood laid out on the workbench. I will hand them now one at a time, and he claims he can tell us what type of wood it is just by smelling it. We shall see. Al Borland, name that wood. Tim, that's hickory. Can you believe it, ladies? This man's single. Second sample, Al Borland, name that wood. Cedar. Ha, wait. <laughs> Western red cedar. You almost messed that one up, Al. Well, I'm fighting off a cold, Tim. <laughs> Hi, this is Alicia Brillin. You know me from High School Musical and Halloween Town High. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. Way out there on the triple R, yippee-yay, yippee-yo. The horses are the best by far, yippee-yay, yippee-yo. So saddle up, boys, and saddle up well, and listen to the story that we have to tell. Yippee-yay, yippee-yay, yippee-yo. Spin is a cowboy, yes siree. Yippee-yay, yippee-yo. The best ever seen by you or me. Yippee-yay, yippee-yo. When he jumps in the saddle, what a sight to see. The pony's tail's where his head should be. Yippee-yay, yippee-yay, yippee-yo. Marty sure was a pain in the neck. Yippee-yay, yippee-yo. Of us he nearly made a wreck. Yippee-yay. No telling what he might have been. But he sure swell now, cause he's just like spin. Yippee-yay, yippee-yay, yippee-yo. down to the swimming hole. Yippee-yay, yippee-yo. We take along a fishing pole. Yippee-yay, yippee-yo. If the fish won't bite and the weather's hot, the last one in is a you-know-what. Yippee-yay, yippee-yay, yippee-yo. We're gonna have a rodeo. Yippee-yay, yippee-yo. Grab hold that horn and let her go. Yippee-yay, yippee-yo. So rope and throw and tie. Yippee-yay, 
For years, they were TV icons. Men who can't keep their hands off their tools. And on an all-new Last Man Standing, Tim and his tool-time buddy are back together. Say hi to the wife and the three boys. Three girls. God, I, I seem to remember it was three boys. An all-new Last Man Standing, Friday, 8, 7 Central, followed by an all-new Malibu Country on ABC. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey D-Heads, this is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. Hope everyone had a great 4th of July. We had a great time here at the Carpenter household, and the weather was perfect. We had a couple days of low humidity and the night temperature in the 50s, which is unheard of in Arkansas during the summer. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Anton Dominic from St. Louis, and he writes, The question I have is about the Adventures Club at Pleasure Island. I never had the chance to get there, but everyone raved about it, and I was sad when it closed. Can you elaborate on this club and what made it so special? Well, I'm in the same boat with you, Anton. Never got to experience the Adventures Club either, and I really wish I had. The Adventures Club was a themed nightclub in Pleasure Island at the Walt Disney World Resort. It was styled after a private club for world travelers and explorers and was set in 1937. The walls of the club were covered with artifacts and photographs from various explorations. The Adventures Club featured animatronics, puppets, and a cast of adventurers who performed in shows and improvised comedy while mingling with the club's patrons. Shows and conversation were often laced with innuendo, and the patrons might have been welcomed as guests, given fictitious names and recognized as fellow adventurers, or simply referred to as drunks. The resident adventurers included Hathaway Brown, Otis T. Wren, Fletcher Hodges, Pamela Perkins, Samantha Sterling, Emil Blehall, Graves, The Maid, and Madame Zarkoff, along with other characters. The various rooms of the club were the Zebra Mazzanine, the Main Salon, the Mask Room, the Treasure Room, and the Library, and various shows were performed in these rooms. They also had special holiday shows, and one of the biggest traditions of the club was Kungaloosh, which was the club's official greeting and its official beverage. The show was very popular, as you know. I think the greatest aspect of this club was the improvisation, which really made each show unique and was really great live entertainment. There's also rumors of the Adventures Club returning, so keep your fingers crossed. That would be great. Well, our next question is from Sarah of South Carolina, and she writes, Aaron of the D-Team, I have a question about Here Come the Muppets. When MGM Studios first opened, they had this show where I believe Voyage of the Little Mermaid is now. Not positive on that. Can you tell me how long the show ran, what it was like, and can you find it anywhere? Thank you for the help, and great show. Well, as most of you D-heads know, I love the Muppets. Here Come the Muppets was a live show that premiered on May 25, 1990 at Disney MGM Studios. The holding area of the show featured a specially recorded video of Rolf playing the piano and singing with interruptions from Sam the Eagle. 
The show was featured walk-around versions of the Muppets, ran until September 2nd, 1991, and was replaced in that location by The Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Two weeks after that Muppet show closed, a second live Muppet show, Muppets on Location, Days of Swine and Roses, opened in another location in the park. The show started with Kermit the Frog on stage, but the other Muppets are late. Kermit gets a call from Mickey Mouse on the video phone. Mickey's checking on how the show is going, and Kermit assures him that it's going to be fine despite the others not being there yet. Kermit calls the operator, which is Lily Tomlin as her Ernestine character from Laugh-In, and asks to get Miss Piggy on the phone. Miss Piggy's wearing a robe and has mud on her face. She claims she's talking with some Disney executives, but when she finds out that Kermit is using a video phone and that she can be seen, she instantly gets ready for the show. Kermit then calls Fozzie. Fozzie thinks he's lost, but Kermit tells him that all he has to do is go through the doors that Fozzie is in front of, and he'll be right on the stage. Well, shortly after entering the stage, Fozzie tells Kermit that Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem are going to come by the monorail. The monorail crashes through the wall, and the band emerges. Miss Piggy, Gonzo, and Bean Bunny soon arrive as well, and the show gets started. There's some great videos of the show on YouTube, so check them out. Well, our final question is from Tom Thorsten of Seattle, Washington. He writes, Hey, Disney On Demand. I was watching some Disney classics the other day and had a question about The Black Cauldron. This movie is great. Can you tell me where else I may find the voice of the Horned King? Also, was this story based off of anything? Well, I had a very similar question back on show 49. This film was released in 1985. It is loosely based on the first two books in the Chronicles of Prydain by Lloyd Alexander, a series of five novels which in turn is based on Welsh mythology. It's also known as Terran and the Magic Cauldron. John Hurt was the voice of the Horned King. He's been acting in movies and TV since 1961. Some roles you might remember him in include Kane from Aliens, John Merrick in The Elephant Man, and Mr. Ollivander in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 1 and 2. He also narrated the 2000 release of the Tigger movie, but my favorite work of his was the voice of the great dragon in the TV series Merlin. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads. Laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. The official song? Yes! Oh, you're not talking about the all-purpose club theme song, are you? Well, I only do the all-purpose club theme song during new membership induction ceremonies. What? Show the Colonel the club salute, everyone. Don't you all look today? <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, you need the all-purpose club theme song, the words of which are written on this banner above my head. Now, I'll go through it twice. First time, follow along. Second time, really give it a go. Is everybody ready? Yeah! Here we go! Ba-dum, ba-da-da-dum, da-da-da-dum, dum, dum, dum.
Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. In a world of confusion, one man asks all the right questions and knows all the right answers. He's the Feud Dude. Let's play the Feud. Feud Dude, able to delight millions with a single question and with his superpower to. Or. He fights a never ending battle for truth, justice, and cold hard cash. Survey said. The Feud Dude saves your day. Richard Kahn, Family Feud. Hello and welcome to a new edition of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan, and I am here to spin through some old classic Disney history with you again this week and go over some amazing things that happened for the Disney company between 1953 and 2007. Starting off at the top of the list, we have 1953 legendary animator Chuck Jones starts working his days at Walt Disney World. Ten years later, in 63, Summer Magic is released. This film has some fantastic songs, including Ugly Bug Ball, Summer Magic, and many others you can also hear on Main Street, USA. In 1964, Disney's live-action feature film, The Moon Spinners, starring Haley Mills and Eli Wallach, is released. This film is one of Haley Mills' lost gems. You should really try and check it out. In 1971, unfortunately, animator Ub Iwerks passes away at the age of 70 and his contributions are still seen this day to the Disney company. In 1972, Disney's live-action comedy, Now You See Him, Now You Don't, starring Kurt Russell, Cesar Romero, Joe Flynn, and Jim Backus is released. 1973, Walt Disney Productions publicly announces that it will soon be purchasing the Disneyland Hotel from the Rather Corporation. In 1976, Gus is released with the genius Don Knotts at the reins. Aaron from the D-Team also spoke about this film and I Wanna Know in some past shows. Please feel free to go back into the archives and check it out. In 1981, Disney's animated The Fox and the Hound premieres. In 1987, which is a great year because that's my birth year, Disney's The Brave Little Toaster is released in theaters. A while back we interviewed Imagineer and director Jerry Reese in the archives when he stopped in to talk about the film, Alien Encounter, and much, much more. In 1989, the Disney Channel airs the comedy Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain. Ernest prepares to ride this attraction, and we have this to listen to in the Lifetime of Disney Player on the homepage at DizRadio.com. I strongly suggest you check out this timeless special, as I recently did, thanks to YouTube. It's a really awesome special to watch, especially if you love Disney nostalgia with the early years of the parks. Also in 1989, Star Tours, sponsored by Panasonic, opens in Tokyo Disneyland. 1992, Jim Henson Productions and Disney Channel announced a distribution agreement for Fraggle Rock and other Henson properties to be in the parks. In 1994, the premiere opening of The Legend of the Lion King in Fantasyland Theater 
at the Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom takes place with a five-minute ceremony. In 1997, Disneyland's monorail begins operating in one direction only. This is due to the construction of Disney's California Adventure. At the turn of the new millennia in 2000, The Tonight Show features a skit in which host Jay Leno stole a Disneyland Autopia car and drove it onto the show with Donald Duck chasing after him. In 2002, Ward Kimball passes away. And to close out this week, in 2007, Disney MGM's 13-story Twilight Zone Tower of Terror attraction makes its 13th anniversary on this Friday the 13th. That's all for Disney History this week. Again, I am Nathan, and thanks for making us a part of your Disney day. Enjoy, and see you real soon. Oh, sorry, Vern. <laughs> didn't mean to wake you up. I just didn't want you to miss today's big entertainment extravaganza. That's right, Burn. Today's the big day when your old buddy Ernest P. Worrell will go down in those big fake history books. Just think, Burn. Kids in the future will have my name as one of the multiple choices on all their history exams, like, like below the equator or, or textiles or, or even none of the above. Well, going back to sleep, Burn. You still got a couple hours. Oh, and Burn. I like you, little bear. <laughs> Blue bear. Oh, no. The picture you are seeing is coming to you from Splash Mountain at Critter Country in Disneyland, where we're about to witness a momentous occasion in this place where so many historic moments have been celebrated. We are just minutes away from a feat some have compared with Alan Shepard's first ride into space or Neil Armstrong's walk on the moon. We're about to see daredevil consultant and world-renowned ride tester Ernest P. Worrell take the maiden voyage on Disneyland's newest attraction, Splash Mountain. In this special television report, we'll learn about the ride, the man, and the meaning of courage as Ernest goes to Splash Mountain. Ernest goes to Splash Mountain. Zippity doo da, zippity hey. My oh my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine heading my way. Zippity doo. Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder It's the truth, it's actual Everything is satisfactory Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay Wonderful feeling, wonderful day Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder. It's the truth, it's actual. Everything is satisfactory. Zippity doo da, zippity a. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day. Zippity doo, zippity doo, zippity doo da, zippity doo da, zippity doo da, zip zip zippity a. This is Susan Bennett. The original voice of Siri. 
You're listening to Disney On Demand. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand. Dibs! Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back once again, and thank you to the D-team of Nathan and Aaron for stopping in here at the show and adding your signature segments. Remember, if you have any questions, Aaron will definitely answer them, and I want to know. Shoot them those emails, and you can find that link right there on our website at DizRadio.com. And welcome once again to Nathan, who is the newest D-team member here at the show with what's going on this week in Disney history. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, we are gearing up for the one and only Richard Karn to be stopping in here very shortly here at the show. I am excited to have this home improvement star take time out of his busy schedule and connect up with all of us here at Disney On Demand. We also have Lexi, our DT member from Down Under, Jason, and many others on the horizon. So with that said, as I already mentioned, we went through a lot of news here this week, but I want to give you a special announcement, something that is very fun. Now, every October, we always have our not-so-scary Halloween edition. All right, let me, let me try to put it in a spookier voice. Every Halloween, we have our not-so-scary Halloween edition. All right, it didn't really sound that scary. Anyways, all of you D-heads out there, we always have our annual Not-So-Scary Halloween editions here at the show, where all month long we celebrate Halloween big with celebrity guests that are all connected to Halloween specials within the Disney company. We have all kinds of spooky music, tunes, and more. And while the rest of the world celebrates Christmas in July... We're going to go the route of Gravity Falls and celebrate Summerween. Yes, you heard me correct. We are going to have Summerween here at Disney On Demand. Yes, July 31st, we are going to kick off a special episode here that week with Summerween. And we are going to have a very special guest stopping in here who you may know from Hocus Pocus. I'm just going to leave it at that. Now, if you do love Halloween, and you can always check out all of our back shows and all of those as well, but we're going to have some fun here. So instead of celebrating Christmas in July, we're going to go the route of Gravity Falls. Halloween is just too fun to be celebrating in just summer. So we're going to have all kinds of tricks, treats, goodies, and all kinds of just Halloween fun, as well as this very special guest from Hocus Pocus. So all of you D-heads, get ready for this one. It is definitely going to be fun. Summerween is going to be here at Disney On Demand. So, all of you D-heads, since we're going to be celebrating Summerween here at the show, I just want to ask you, what are your favorite Halloween memories? I want you to send them to us, call it in, we'll read them here on the show, or you can actually leave them on our Magical Memories Hotline. You can find that right there on our homepage at DizRadio.com. I want you, what are your favorite Halloween memories? Trick-or-treating, that one time you got scared, we want to hear these stories for our summer ween event so definitely get them to us and we want to get them here on the show write them in send them in you name it we want to make summer ween the biggest the baddest and the most fun event on July 31st. So with that, all of you D-heads as well, I do want to put an extended call out to all of you D-heads out there. We are looking for new DT members. If you think you have what it takes, want to be involved here at the show, we want to get you as part of Disney On Demand. We want you to become part of us with new segments, new things. All you have to have is a love of Disney. So we are looking for people to get on board and jump on board with us here at Disney On Demand. So all VD heads, with that said, this was relatively short, just more of an announcement, I agree. And we have Lexi stopping in with the Hollywood Walk, as she's going to give us more about our very special guest, Richard Karn, stopping in here very shortly, as well as Jason stopping in with the vault. So we have all kinds of fun, all VD heads, so I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to release the reins to the D-team with Lexi, our D-team member from Down Under, and the next time you hear me, I'm going to be here in the studio with the one and only 
Richard Karn, Al Borland from Home Improvement. Be right back, all VD heads. Thank you, everybody. And welcome to Tool Time. I am Tim, the Tool Man Taylor. And you all know my assistant, Al. I wish I... Well, I guess we all read the article, didn't we? I love you, Al. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's gosh darn nice to have all you ladies in the audience with us today on Tool Time. You'll enjoy the show because we're going to talk about French doors today. We want to talk about Al. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Al and French doors share something in common. They're both things I like to slam. <laughs> The important thing to remember, I put indoors, you want to get secure them, you want to straighten them up, plumb them, and make sure that they're in there straight. Could you move so we could get a better view of Al? Is this better? Well, no, I can't see. <sighs> Ladies, this is a tool show, okay? All right? We're going to use shims here as he hammers them in to make sure the door Excuse prints... me, could I ask a question? Oh, gosh darn it, why not? <laughs> Has Al ever been married? If we're going to ask questions, they should be about French doors. Would Al be more likely to marry someone who had French doors? Actually, I'm, I'm partial to women with all sorts of doors. <laughs> <laughs> Dutch doors, sliding glass doors. <laughs> Keep going. Any other kind of doors? <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Now what kind of sure. windows does Al like in a woman? Actually, I'm partial to Bay or Louver. <laughs> or Broken. I saw a peanut stand, heard a rubber band. I saw a needle that winked its eye. But I think I will have seen everything when I see an elephant fly. I saw a front porch swing, heard a diamond ring. I saw a poker at railroad time. I think I've seen about everything When I see an elephant fly I even heard a chocolate drop I went into a store, saw a bicycle shop You can't deny the things that you see But I know there's certain things that just can't be The other day by chance saw an old barn dance And I just laughed till I thought I'd die but I think I will have seen everything When I see an elephant fly I see the sawhorse rear up and bark They tell me a man made a vegetable truck Now I didn't see that, I only heard But just to be sociable, I'll take your word The other day by chance saw an old barn dance And I just laughed till I thought I'd die but I think I will have seen everything When I see an elephant I see an elephant When I see an elephant fly. Hey D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand A new kind of Disney show Only on DizRadio.com DIZradio.com Places, everybody. This is a tape. 
Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Get ready for tool time. This week's special guest is a Hollywood legend. You know him from Home Improvement and Family Feud and let me just say much, much more. That's right, we are lucky to have Mr. Richard Kahn with us here today. So, we know this week's special guest as Tim the Toolman Taylor's trusty friend Al Borland. Richard played that very much loved character for a good eight seasons, and that is a stint that is truly rare in Hollywood. So, time for some background information. So it's not hard to see why Disney is incredibly lucky to have Richard as part of the family. He has been acting since he was in elementary school, and he even loved to act all the way throughout high school and at university. And it was back in Seattle, Washington that Richard got his passion for acting. And then later at university, he took his acting qualifications to the next level. Richard graduated from the University of Washington with a BFA from the Professional Actors Training Program. And after this, he decided to move to New York and less than one week after being in the Big Apple, he was hired to do a commercial for beer that was actually lucky enough to be featured in the 1980 Super Bowl. Pretty awesome. And after that, this week's special guest spent a few years becoming a true veteran, appearing in dozens of regional, off-Broadway and even Broadway theatre. And following this, Richard moved out to California and worked as a sketch player on Carol Burnett's Caroling Company. And at the same time, he was also an apartment building manager. So you can definitely say that this member of the Disney family is a versatile and talented man. <laughs> and now he was still working in this apartment building during the first season of Home Improvement back in 1991. He kept the job going during the first season to make sure that it would be successful. And here's a little more trivia for you. This week's special guest's wife actually periodically appeared on Home Improvement as well, as Jill's sister. And that's pretty cool if you ask me. <laughs> now we can also see this week's special guest in other great TV shows from the early 1990s all the way up until now. These include Richard's appearances on shows like Dirt, Boy Meets World, That 70s Show, and Last Man Standing. So there's a fantastic variety there. And also for Disney, this week's special guest appeared in the TV movie The Pooch and the Pauper, where he was opposite George Wendt and Fred Willard. And this one was for the wonderful world of Disney. Now I'm pretty sure I remember seeing it as a little girl, and I am definite that I enjoyed it. <laughs> Now, outside of acting, Richard is also a legendary game show host. He hosted that much-loved American game show, Family Feud, between 2002 and 2006. And after this, 
In 2008, this week's special guest actually replaced Patrick Duffy as host of the Game Show Network's Bingo America. And I can only imagine that that is one fun show. <laughs> now, this week's special guest was also a substitute host on GSN Radio. And on the big screen, we can see Richard in great films all across the 1990s. These include Bram Stoker's Legend of the Mummy, MVP 2, Most Vertical Primate, and Airbud and Air Buddies and Snow Buddies, all as Patrick, of course. <laughs> and get this, this week's special guest has also lent his hand to some pretty cool books, including Handy at Home, Tips on Improving Your Home from America's Favourite Handyman. If you want to check that out, go for it. It's back in 2002 and I'm certain you can still find it in great bookstores. He is also a spokesperson for Wayne Dalton, which is actually the world's largest garage door manufacturer. And when he's not doing all this, Richard is like most other wonderful members of the Disney family because he dedicates his time to charity work. And now, the charity that he works for raises money for internationally renowned Fred Hutchinson's Cancer Research Centre and also Seattle's Overlake Hospital. And if you ask me, those are two fantastic causes to be working for. And for instance, Richard has volunteered at charity events that benefit both of these foundations. So thank you, Richard Kahn. It is definitely safe to say that Disney would not be the same without you. And the people's choice is home improvement. Accepting for home improvement are Tim Allen, Earl Hinman, Richard Kahn, Tara Noah Smith, Patricia Richardson, Zachary Ty Bryan, and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. You take it. No, you take it. No, you take here. You take it. I'd love to have it. Hi, I'm Richard Karn, and uh, thank you. Uh, accepting the People's Choice Award for Home Improvement is someone I think I should introduce to you because you haven't really seen all of him. He plays our neighbor Wilson, Mr. Earl Hindman. Heidi ho, good neighbors. I've been asked to accept this award to answer the question, the burning question, is there really a lower part of my face? Tim, 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 this is the third year in a row that we've won the People's Choice Award, but I know that our cast is still humble because we realize that fame is ephemeral. Well, actually, there's a lot of men that win it, too. No, 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 Tim. I mean, the fame is fleeting. Because it is fleeting, we have to honor those people who have made our success possible. We, the actors, would like to acknowledge our producers, our writers, director. our directors, director. I was getting to that, our director, our director, Andy. our production, Andy Cadiff, our production, production crew, and everyone has helped put it together, but most importantly of all, the people who voted this award to us. Lights. Camera. Action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. 
Alright all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many of those are people that are throughout your life, whether that's television, movies, and more. And with us here is no stranger to you. You may know him from a variety of different movies, television shows, and of course as the infamous Al from Home Improvement. We have none other than Richard Karn. We are with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thank you very much. How you doing? Oh, it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, you know, your face is so recognizable. Many people have grown up with you. Uh, you know, so many different things from hosting Family Feud, Home Improvement, and even having a little bit of a Home Improvement reunion on Last Man Standing. Uh, so many different things. I guess, as always, I always like to start it off the same way. I guess, what led you down the road of acting and, you know, this career and path? Oh, gosh. I, you know, I think I did it all on my own. I, it was my fault. I, I kept um, kind of pursuing uh, school plays and, and things like that, and I felt good about it. And I could make people laugh or, or I, could, I could tell a story, you know, that kind of thing. And so I, I started in junior high school and uh, middle school, high school, and then um, went through a training program at the University of Washington. Very cool. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing where you said it was your own path. It was your own direction. So nobody gave you any prodding. I guess, were you the kind of person where you were, uh, I guess, always trying to get the attention in school and things like that? Well, I, it didn't feel that way. You know, just I just was <laughs> the way I am. Uh, although there was another guy that I think we we bet each other that we could audition for this. Um, you know, my high school had a one-act play festival. So we, we kind of goaded each other into auditioning for it as freshmen and, uh, I got a role on it, and I and I won an award, you know, in at my high school for best supporting actor. And I thought, hey, this is cool, you know. I, I think I can do this. Definitely. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing where you know it has been very fruitful for you. I mean, you've done so many different things, and of course, you know, everyone's going to want me to touch base upon it right away. So I guess, of course, Home Improvement. Um, you know, that show is going to go down in television history. Um, you know, there's very few select shows that are those that are staples that get passed on to generations. And I feel Home Improvement is one of those that will be. I guess, uh, how did that come about, landing that role? And did you ever think that it was going to have this cult status that it has today? I Well, no. Uh, in the first place, I pretty much was always kind of concentrating on theater. I spent 11 years in New York being an actor in, in New York and doing theater around the country at different regional theaters and summer stock and some Broadway and off-Broadway. And, and when we moved to Los Angeles, it was... I guess I guess the intention was to do film and TV, but it just it didn't seem, you know, as real to me as theater did. And when it happened, I I had no idea how big this thing could be. You know, when I did the pilot of Home Improvement, it, uh, you know, you're doing it. We actually did it on the Disney um, Studios over there in Burbank, and we you know we're kind of in Studio Four and doing it. And not realizing the impact that it would have on the rest of the world. It just, uh, I, I couldn't think in those terms. How did that come about where you were approached for home improvement? Did you read the script? And you know you were focusing on theater, but is that, uh, did you read it and you're like, all right, this is just funny enough. I got to give it a shot. <laughs> no, no, it, it it was much rougher than that. I uh, I had done <laughs> theater, I had done summer stock theater in Holland, Michigan, uh, a place called Hope Summer Rep. And they do five shows in rotating rep for the summer. And one of the directors I worked with, like five years earlier, calls me and says that they have lost an actor to do a playwrights conference in Indiana, uh, meaning that they needed actors to read these works in, prog in progress for writers. So I said, "Yeah, sure. You know, uh, what does that what does that pay?" 
He goes, well, well, we'll pay you a hundred dollars a week stipend, but we'll give you room and board. And uh, you know, at that <laughs> point, I thought, okay, sure. You know, my my career was kind of based on saying yes to a lot of different types of projects because you never know who you're going to meet. And in this particular one, I met the the three executive producers, creators of Home Improvement, Matt Williams, David McFadzian, and Carmen Finestra, and got to know them and, and become friends. And many years later, four, five, six years later, is when I found out that these guys had created a show called Home Improvement. So I actually called them. I, I called them up. I go, hey, I, I, I hear you guys are doing this. And they go, yeah. You know, it's already cast. Unfortunately, there wasn't anything for you. But um, you know what? Come in and audition for the casting director. Uh, Deborah Brilsky was the casting director, and I'd never met her. So when I walked into the room, I knew the three writer creators. I knew the director, John Pasquin, but I didn't know um, uh, Deborah Brilsky. And the audition kind of went well. I really prepared hard for it. I made them laugh on probably a scene that they had watched 500 times. Uh, until they finally cast an actor by the name of Stephen Topolowski. Uh, but uh, I walked away from that experience, you know, very happy because I auditioned, I made them laugh, I felt good about it. You know, maybe they would call me in for a guest appearance later in the in the if the show got picked up. Uh, you know, all these things running through my head. And then in a few weeks later, when Carmen Finestra calls me, you know, he goes, uh, Richard, uh, you still got that beard? <laughs> And I go, I, I do, actually. He goes, well, um, we've lost Stephen. Uh, he's doing a movie, and he can't do the pilot. And we thought, you know, we would like you to do this because we know you're a good guy, and you won't be upset if we just offer you the pilot and not the series. If it gets picked up, we will bring Stephen back in because, um, you know, visually they wanted somebody a little taller and older than Tim, and they felt that Tim and I were very, very similar and in real life, you know, we kind of are, but you put us on tape and we change dramatically. I, <laughs> I get a little heavier. Tim gets a little taller and thinner. You know, it's it's just the way tape works with us. Well, definitely. You know, and that's the kind of thing, too. Now, I guess with that, you know, the rest is history. You know, you were part of the show and everybody knows Al. And like you said, um, you know, you and Tim, you guys have great chemistry on set. Now, is that the kind of thing where it just came off that way? Was it really that good chemistry? And just how much of it was improv? Um, you know, not as much improving goes on as you would think. You know, we had 10, 12 writers uh, working very, you know, hard to get the jokes right, to get the story right and everything. And then it was up to our job as actors to make it sound like, you know, it's uh, not that it's improv, but just to make it sound like we're doing this on the spur of the moment. Uh, every once in a while, you know, Tim would throw in a joke here and there. I was a little more cautious about that because, A, it wasn't my show. And B, he came from a more, you know, kind of stand-up, uh, jokes-on-the-fly kind of background, where I was more, you know, um, ingrained in theater, where you you didn't mess with the script. You know, the script was golden, you did it, and to the best of your ability. But uh, the chemistry between he and I really just kind of happened because I was I was at a place in my life, in my career, where I knew what they needed. And I knew what Tim needed, and I just kind of focused on giving him that, um, basically because the role wasn't mine. I was I was just there to facilitate, you know, the scene for Tim to tell his jokes. And then as um, it grew, 
and it grew because Stephen got keep, kept getting other jobs. And so once the show was picked up, they asked me to do the first, second, third, fourth episode. And somewhere in the fourth episode is where the writers saw Tim and Al kind of crystallize in their minds and saw that, oh, this is this is working. And what we were waiting for, um, we don't need that anymore. Well, you know, and, you know, you guys went on, and like you said, you, you know, Al has become a fixture, and Al has just as big of a fan base as Tim, I guess, with that, um, for fans and people that write in, and you always hear crazy stuff. Do you have any of those kind of stories was so Al crazy that, uh, you know, it's one of those stories that you're going to take to your grave? Well, you know, a lot of parents um, wrote letters because their, uh, you know, their their little boy or girl um, was maybe not as outgoing or... Uh, or something like that, and that my character really helped them because he was an underdog, and they, you know, they felt that they could relate to that, and it helped them in their life, which was kind of nice to hear. It's not anything you you take on, you know, as a cause as you're doing it. Uh, I certainly didn't think, you know, that's what my destiny in life was about. But when it happens, it's really nice to see. I, you know, and then you get letters. You know, from or I would from from women who who wanted to know if Al would like to get married, uh, <laughs> you know, and and all this, and uh, I I just you know I had to write back and go, I'm sorry, I'm already married. Uh, my son was born the first season of Home Improvement, uh, so you know he's now 22, and that was 22 years ago was the first season of Home Improvement. Well, you know, I mean, and, you know, moving on from home improvement, I mean, you know, it is a big part of, you know, who you are, but you've done so many other things. That's one thing that, you know, you really have to appreciate about actors and people on television like yourself is, you know, you've been part of so many other shows, so many different things. I guess one of those that is infamous is Family Feud. I guess how how different was it? And uh, I, I guess did you really like being part of a game show? I mean, because that's an entirely different kind of hosting and persona and uh kind of off the cuff with, you know, individual people that you're not working with, you know, on a continued season. These are different families, you know, every single show. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and that's the thing. This was the first uh, kind of project that I did that wasn't script necessarily oriented. It had it had the semblance of a script because you're playing the game. And once you get in the rhythm of how the game is played and the questions like that, that's kind of a script, but it's changing all the time. And then what reactions to whatever people say is just, you know, left up to interpretation. And so in a way, I, I, I tackled it as, as looking at it as improv theater, uh, basically. I, I said no to it the first couple of times. I, said, I couldn't imagine myself doing a game show. But my agents, yeah, you know, they convinced me that this was just another kind of family-oriented um, entertainment that I was already doing. I was doing, you know, I'd done Home Improvement, which was a family show, uh, a lot of movies that were all, you know, for kids or families, and this was another thing. And so, you know, once I saw it in those terms, as opposed to just doing a game show, I kind of, you know, I, I went for it. I, I, You know, and if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to have fun. And it turned into a great four years. I did that for four seasons, and uh, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Well, and with something like Family Feud, you know, there's so many different things where people always talk, talk about, you know, the curse of the hosts and things like that. 
you definitely broke that norm, you know, because you didn't have that issue. You know, it just went down as, you know, it was a great fun time. I mean, I have to honestly say, I don't watch it as much anymore because I really did like you as the host. Um, now, you said you did a lot of different family shows and movies and things like that. And that's going to bring us to some of those, you know, like the Air Buddies and um, Air Bud Seventh Innings Fetch. I guess when it comes to the, the family films, are those the kind of things that, you know, you really like to do? Because some people don't like to get pigeonholed in. So is uh, family films something you really enjoy? I I really, you know, it's whatever project comes to me that I can relate to. And uh, the, the script is paramount. You know, if if it's a good script, you know, you, I, I want to work with that. And I want to deal with that. And sometimes you you take work for work's sake because you might need the money. But for the most part, I've been very lucky to have had projects that I've enjoyed and I've liked the writing and I've I've loved the character development. I mean, recently now I've been going back to doing theater. Um the last uh, the last couple of years I went off to Kansas City and did um Spelling Bee. I just uh, came back from Jacksonville, Florida where I did I Ought to Be in Pictures by Neil Simon. Uh, I did a, I actually did a play called Game Show, which had a game show as the premise of the play, which was kind of fun, because <laughs> we would bring audience members up, and and there was a real trivia game going on, and then when we were supposed to go to commercial is when the the play would happen. You know, who's who's with who, or who's trying to get whose job. You know, all the 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 kind of drama of of what's going on around a game show. That's uh, yeah, you know that kicks in. So you're getting to do theater with kind of like a little bit of an improv game show attached in the middle of it. Well, definitely, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of those family things, like you said, it's, you know, it's a project, it's a job, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's keeping you working, but it's also ones that get passed down from generation to generation, too. I mean, you you know, you talk with so many people and their kids have been raised on the buddy films or raised watching, you know, Family Feud and things like that. Now, you know, it has to feel good knowing that, you know, somewhere down there, there's, you know, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, and at some point, there's going to be 20-year-olds with kids who are still going to be watching these films with their with their children. Yeah. Yeah, I, you're right. And and obviously, you know, as as my son was growing up, I, I was kind of cognizant of, of wanting to do stuff that he would also be able to see and enjoy. Uh, I did a couple of movies that were more ador- adult-oriented, but um, not a lot, and now you know I'm going into another chapter of of my career where there's a lot of other things opening up. So it's um, it's interesting. It's nice to be able to have uh, you know a lot of different things you can do as you as you get older and better. Definitely. Now I guess with that, like you said, you know, so many different things coming on, uh, you know, down the road and new projects. I guess what are some of the newer projects or things that we're going to see you in? I mean, is there anything that's you know currently in production or anything that you can clue us into? Or are we just gonna have to keep our eyes open? Well, last weekend I did I did an interesting thing with my son actually um, called uh, the 48 Hour Film Festival, and we did where they wrote the wrote the movie, filmed it, edited it all in 48 hours, and then it'll go to a film festival and and be judged, you know, accordingly. But you know that was kind of fun, and I haven't seen I haven't seen how it's turned out yet. Uh, I did a little movie for Lifetime. Uh, last fall that was on just a few few weeks ago called uh, A Daughter's Nightmare and um, theater actually keeps popping up so I uh, <laughs> you know I'm always on my toes yeah you never know what's going to go on <laughs> definitely now 
Um, you know, come in full circle, you know, uh, you know, many of our listeners always ask questions and last man standing and, you know, coming on there and having a reunion between you and Tim, is that something that, uh, do they really have to twist your arm to do or were you just, you know, ready to jump, jump into it and, you know, have fun with that? Well, you know, that character wasn't written necessarily to be me. Uh, it was a character that they wrote, uh, as the show was going along and my agents submitted me for that role. It was an architect, I think. And when the people at Tim's show saw I was submitted, they went, "Oh, hey, you know what? That's an interesting thing. Why don't we uh, Why don't we bring him in?" And then they rewrote a little bit of it, you know, you know, to make the joke that 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 we were Tim and Al, but we're not, you know, overtly saying anything. I think they they added the line about when I I said goodbye, you know, say hi to the wife and and boys, and he goes, "I've got girls," and I, I go, Gee, I, "I seem to remember three boys." You know, the, that was all kind of added after I was cast. Definitely. Well, you know, and it's the kind of thing where, you know, the the viewers eat that up. Everybody loves it. You know, I mean, whether that was the intent originally or whatnot, it's the kind of thing where everybody ate it up because, you know, everybody keeps talking about a home improvement, you know, reunion. And is that something that we might possibly see at some point? You never know. I, I mean, it's 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 so easily, you know, you know, once everyone decides to do it, I don't think there's anything to stop that uh tim and i we always talk about where where it would start and uh he had this great idea that maybe the the reunion or the movie or whatever it is that we would do would start at wilson's funeral because earl you know he passed away a few years ago and that would be kind of a nice um jumping off point to kind of say goodbye to, to wilson or earl and then jump into another chapter of these people's um you know, life. Definitely. You know, and, and I think it's something that, you know, come on, we've had, you know, the Andy Griffith reunions, Three's Company reunions. I mean, so many different ones down the down the pipeline in television history. I think it's time for those classics from the 90s to, you know, get a reunion of their own, too. <laughs> well, they're doing, you know, a Girl Meets World, uh, which is a, a big reunion. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of shows that are doing that. So hopefully we'll be one of them. Uh, definitely. Well, you know, we know you're a busy person, you know, so many different things on the line and whatnot, you know, so many different things happening and projects and more. I guess before we let you go, if there's anything that you could put out there for all your fans, fans of Al, fans of Richard, you know, fans of anything you've done, all of your work, what would be that lasting thing that you'd like to leave for everybody out there listening in? Oh, gosh, that's, you know, that, that's, a, that's a big responsibility. <laughs> but nothing like putting you on the spot. I know. I, I know. I guess. Yeah. You know. Uh, how do I put this? Uh, you, you know. You kind of want to. You kind of want to. You don't want to do what you love. You want to love what you do. So uh, you know, if it's if it's not whatever you're doing, you should enjoy it. I mean, this is your life, and if you just are are upset about it, you know, change your attitude. And I think life will be, you know, a lot more prosperous and, and happy for everyone around you and yourself. Very good. Those are great words of, you know, it's it's something that I probably would have envisioned you would say anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I pretty much like to put a positive spin on life. Well, you know, Richard, it was our pleasure having you stop in. You know, we look forward to seeing more of you. 
possibly a home improvement, uh, you know, reunion or many other things. You know, there's other things down the pipeline. Like you said, you don't your son. You also have, you know, you're playing Santa on an upcoming project and so many other different things. I guess, you know, thank you once again for taking time, stopping in and chatting with all of us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Heidi, and welcome to Tool Time. I am Tim the Toolman Taylor. It's always a pleasure to share the spotlight with someone special in my life. My brother Marty's here. <laughs> my name is Brother Marty's here, the only brother I can still beat up, right, Marty? <laughs> Tim, are you going to introduce me or do I have time to run to the cleaners? <laughs> okay, Al. And you all know my assistant, Al Borland. Today, we're going to be talking about abrasives. That's right. Abrasives can be used from anything from your car to family heirlooms. To, to family heirlooms? Like silver. Silver? Jewelry. Jewelry? I can go on. Well, you spend all the time you want polishing your family jewels. <laughs> That's not what we're talking We're talking about car finishes. As you can see, we've got several hoods out here. Matter of fact, there's a couple of hoods backstage waiting for hours. <laughs> He's uh, apparently a little late on his flannel payment. <laughs> You know, Tim, one of these days you're going to run out of flannel jokes. Oh, I don't think so, Al. Not with my complete flannel joke book. <laughs> Why did the flannel cross the road? Because Al was over there. <laughs> hey, waiter, there's a fly in my flannel. Please, take my flannel. <laughs> it's also the handy wallet size version. How to keep an idiot wearing flannel in suspense. I'll tell you tomorrow. It's a brazzle-dazzle day, so throw off the past and everything in it. That's the brazzle-dazzle way, enjoying your time from minute to minute, running through the sand without Shoes on Making sure that you don't keep your blues on Finding a boat we can cruise on It's a brazzle-dazzle day When you think of love and never of sorrow That's the brazzle-dazzle way To do your work now and take off tomorrow Flying through the air You don't on wings on climb right up and feel the thrill it brings on rock with the wind as it sings on ride higher and higher and glide above the clouds free no one to catch us or slow us even the birds are being A lifetime of joy in just a few hours. 
bomb of joy in just a few hours. All our brazzle dazzle years have just begun. We'll follow the sun and My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. Confirmed. Hey gang, it's me, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault. If you're listening right now and you're hearing all of the clatter and clanging from all of the tools going on upstairs, well, it can only mean one thing. Our special guest and new D-head, Richard Karn, is in the office. What's going on? Why, it's a Tool Time reunion all over again? Well, yes and no. As you can guess, yes, Richard Karn is joining us this week. And this week, I decided, instead of going into a few of the movies that he's gone into, obviously the most famous role that he does possess is that from Home Improvement. So... I've done a DVD review in which we've done television, and that was during our time with Megan Orry for Once Upon a Time. So I thought, why not do the DVD set of Home Improvement? It was released in a 20th anniversary, believe it or not, set back in 2011. Came with a cute little Binford toolbox, all eight seasons available for you and your viewing pleasure. You never heard of Home Improvement? Well, where have you been? For those who weren't able to watch it from September of 1991 to May of 1999, or just don't remember a lot of it, it was a great family television show brought to us by Disney Television and shown on ABC. It was pretty much my staple on a Tuesday night, and I'm sure it was for everybody else. The show centers around basically the Taylor family, consisting of Tim and his wife Jill and their children Brad, Randy, and Mark. They all live in Detroit and they're with their neighbor Wilson and all of the troubles that go about living in, dare I say, suburban USA. But what made this show so unique and so fun is that there was a duality to it. Tim hosted a television show called Tool Time and a lot of people are really, really uh, familiar with that. And of course, that's where Richard comes in. He played Al Borland. He was, of course, the pretty much the straight man to Tim's humorous side on Tool Time, but was always, always straight on the money with the Zingers. Throughout the eight seasons, a lot of things happened. And of course, a lot of it centered because the boys grew up. And of course, Tim growing up from the television show and doing a lot of the things that a father would do. And we can't forget Jill and all the crisis she went through as well. Eight seasons, that's a lot of time to spend with a family. We gained a lot of familiar faces out of this show. Not only Richard Karn, but of course, Tim Allen, who would eventually become our favorite space ranger. Zachary Ty Bryan, who did a number of Disney live-action films, and of course, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. You cannot forget the voice of young Simba and 
really another face for Disney live action film. Other people that you may or may not remember that uh, graced our presence were the Tool Time Girls. Of course, first there was Lisa, who was played by Pamela Anderson, and then later Heidi, played by Deborah Dunning. Again, a show so pivotal in the 90s, bringing about so many wonderful, great actors and actresses together. It is uh, a great ensemble. And again, if you missed eight years of that show, now's your chance. Like I said, about 2011, a DVD set had been released. And again, it was in the shape of a toolbox. It was really a a clever idea uh, to house all eight seasons. What are you going to get if you were to be able to find this, first of all? A lot of places are selling it on eBay and other places, uh, so be on the lookout. Uh, you, of course, would get great audio commentary from the executive producers of the show. A lot, a lot of outtakes brought to you by a, a lot of people, uh, by Deborah Dunning as well as Tim Allen, giving you all of that. And then Tim and Richard host a live reunion special within the show. So, what can I say? Tool Time really kind of molded my television viewing when I was in in that time frame, and a lot of other shows did, but again, Tool Time and uh, The Taylors, and of course, Wilson peeking over that fence, such memorable moments. I mean, who can forget sitting up up in the treehouse, learning about tools and cars and soccer and, and mom things? all in a very humorous, fun, loving way that only this show was able to do. So to the entire cast, and of course you, Richard, thanks for joining us. Welcome aboard to our wonderful little world. And I want to thank each and every one of you for a wonderful time and a great memory that your show has produced. So with that, I bid you a fond adieu because it is time to say goodbye to all you and all of my company. So until next time, gangs, remember, magic of Disney movies is always inside your tool belt and inside of you. Tuesday, Jesse's got a new gig. I thought you said this was an oldies band. Full house. I get it. Then, you might want to use the guide arm, Tim, so it doesn't get away from you. Hal, I've been doing this for years, all right? Jim is in the groove on Home Improvement Tuesday. I've had enough of your shenanigans, Humphrey. Follow me. I want to you. First you take a rag, put it in the bag. Bump, bump. Then you bend your back, put it in the sack. Bump, bump. That's the way you start. It's a lot of fun. Bump, bump. Cotton cake is good and cake is in the bag.
push the stick around, put it in the bag, bump, bump. Then you bend your back, put it in the sack, bump, bump. That's the way you start, it's a lot of fun, bump, bump. Cotton cake is put and cake is in the bag. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney, it's Disney On Demand. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. So all of you D-heads, I am back once again, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. All kinds of fun on the horizon, and I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the one and only Richard Karn for stopping in here at the show. Everything from Family Feud, Home Improvement, Last Man Standing, tons of films, television, and more. It truly was an honor to have the one and only Al Borland, Richard Karn, stop in here at the show. Thank you once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-Team, yes, all the D-Team for stopping in here this week. Aaron, Lexi, and Jason, all for stopping in here this week. Thank you for stopping in with your signature segments, and remember, you can always connect up with the D-Team all over Facebook, our website, and more. Just go to the D-Team page on our official website. So thank you, team, for stopping in and spreading that Disney magic for all the D-Heads out there. And most of all, I want to thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show. You are the reason we bring these shows to you every single week. You are the reason that we want to help you relive your life and magic and memories from Disney. So thank you, D-Heads, for stopping in, sharing the show with your friends, and tuning in every single week. It truly is an honor to bring these shows to you and all of our special guests and more. Thank you for tuning in. So with that said, all of you D-Heads, before I let you go and let you know who's going to be here next week, I am going to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And remember, you can always subscribe to the latest shows on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Just search Diz Radio and get the latest shows as they come out right there on your mobile device, your iPad, and more, right there. You can listen to them as they get posted. Definitely subscribe as well. So all of you D-heads, with all the different ways to stay connected here at the show, I'm going to let you know who's stopping in here next week. Now, as we gear up for Summerween coming up here at the show, yes, we are getting ready. Like you heard me talk about, Summerween is right around the corner. So get ready for that. But next week, for show number 80, we are going to go down a little bit different of a route. Because since summer is here, summer is let out, we're going to go back to those high school musical days. Yes, those days when everybody's singing, dancing, and having all kinds of fun, and high school musical kind of fun, as we are going to welcome the one and only Alicia Rulin here at the show. Yes, Kelsey from High School Musical and Halloween Town High is going to be stopping in here for show number 80. So all VD heads, with that said, I'm going to stop my rambling. I'm going to enjoy some summer maybe finish these home improvement projects. And until next week, like I always say, we get busy, we get crazy, we get caught up in work, but never neglect family for business. See you online, all of you D-heads, and catch you next week. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. At this time, we ask that you gather up all your personal belongings, take small children firmly by the hand, exit into the open doors to your left. If you have a child in our show and are standing behind me with the rest of our superstars, you can meet them over here at the bottom of the steps where I'm sure they'll be happy to sign some autographs for you. 
from myself and the rest of the crew here at Superstar Television. Thank you for stopping by this evening and have a great evening here at the Disney MGM Studios. And don't forget the fireworks. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.